Collection with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 279. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mass. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And for some odd reason, I had this slight hankering to play some John Denver, but I'm not going to. Okay. Yeah, let's save that for the Christmas special. <laughs> That reminds me, I think I have to place the order in for the booze on that. Mm. I think we're going to need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hopefully we can get the same discount for it, too. We are live tonight, week of September 6, 2016, here on the Vogue Network. We're here live Tuesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, with replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is Vog, V-O-G. Or if you head on over to animejamsession.com slash vognetwork, there is an IRC link that will bring you directly into the chat room. Oh, man. Uh, let's see what's going on. It's a bit quiet tonight. And I have to say, and because of the way things roll on the network, we are the first live show this week on, on Vogue. Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, if memory serves me correctly, uh, Bobby Blackwolf and Rob Roberts from OLR are pretty much, they were at DragonCon this weekend, so they didn't do, weren't able to do a live show. So I guess we kind of got our first dibs at it again. Yeah, consider ourselves lucky, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Okay. Um... Let's go ahead and kick things off. And before we continue with that, Rageinator says in our chat room that at live.vognetwork.com that he broke the 1100 Steam game mark today. God damn. Mm. You got that shit right. That's a whole lot of games. Hold on, let me see. That's a whole lot of games, you know? Mm hmm. I don't even think I have that that many digital games. I think I have like less than like ten, and I'm not even talking ROMs, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've had that many in all the systems I've ever owned. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm pr- good for you, bro. Good for you. I have that many books. Oh well, that we kind of knew. And... I like my books. Yes, we know. You don't say. <laughs> we know you're you're a book slut. We know this already. I'm a bibliophile. Mm-hmm. And to, and to celebrate uh, his 1,100 games. Let's see, this will work. I was actually looking for the one-up sim, uh, sound effect, but I didn't have it on my computer. Oh, well. Didn't think to go on YouTube, but oh, well. Shit happens. All right, uh, let's kick things off. Ari, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, let's see. Well, this is the second show in a row, which I got paid, mostly because we uh, didn't have a show last week. <clears throat> Anyhow, um, I, I pulled in a lot, you know, a lot more hours this week, like in the past couple weeks, and uh, especially on Labor Day, like, 
around 10 o'clock at night, I was just getting ready to go to bed because I had to be up early, and I get a call from work, and they're like, hey, someone called out. You want to, uh, like, you want to come in for overtime? I think, like, would this be considered Monday if it was? Because it would, I'd be get, getting holiday pay. Uh-huh. It was. Ka-ching. Yeah, I was pretty much like, do I? <laughs> so, yeah, I'd, I've been paying for it ever since, though, because... I haven't been able to get enough sleep, and I've just been randomly, you know, narking off. Either when I was on break or just eating, sitting around my apartment. It's like, Ugh. it's a little, little disorienting, but hey, with this first check, I'm able to actually pay all my bills. So, and once everything finally clears, I'll be able to have extra money to do stuff and go grocery shopping and. Do quote unquote normal things now. Yeah, that's good, you know. I mean, the most important thing is making sure that the bills are paid and the lights stay on, and then you can actually enjoy life. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. And other than that, it's just you know, just watching the, the uh, last couple days of summer, you know, take away. Which I'm not really looking forward to because it feels like summer just started, and I have nine more months of not summer to look forward to. Yeah, I kind of realized it going through um, August. I'm like, where the fuck did the time go? Also, you had posted a menagerie of pumpkin spice things yeah. on your personal Facebook page, and the first image I saw was a. Uh, Autumn Frolic Cat Litter, which is pretty much Pumpkin Spice Tidy Cats, and I'm just like, and I'm done with Autumn. Well, it's not like they come with kitty-sized uh, Ugg boots for them to wear. Oh, God, don't even joke about that. Someone's probably cooking that up right now. Probably. Or something like, hmm, it's a good idea. But, yeah. It's... Summer's, like, not even Autumn hasn't even... Autumn hasn't even started yet. I'm already done with it. Uh, well, while it's still warm, I'm probably going to maybe head down to the shore one last time this summer. Just do normally a dick around on the boardwalk thing for a couple hours. That sounds about right. Not the most uh, sublime, you know, how is my week thing, but, you know, better than nothing. So that's how things have been going for me. Okay, good. All right, cool. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, my week was entertaining, mainly because uh, we were trying to get ready for the storm that never happened. <laughs> Hurricane Hermione, never forget. Yeah. The picture of a knocked-over lawn chair. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we, we weren't really planning on doing anything anyway, so we basically got some crap to bake, and then basically hunkered down, and then, oh, well, let's just go do this. Oh, well, let's just go do this. <laughs> so we were basically out and about anyway. But yeah, I mean, other than that, it's been kind of boring. I just enjoyed having three days off in a row, 
and getting to relax and not have to wake up early, even though I woke up early all three days in a row. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. It is my sleep habits, though. It is what it is. If I, yeah, if I can't sleep at night because of insomnia, then I just wake up in the morning because of insomnia. <laughs> and you're just extra cranky and needing double shots of espresso in your coffee. Yeah, no. Well, my weekend day has been pretty good, and I have to relate to you on the whole t t sleep differential thing, Mako-chan, because... Believe it or not, the fact that I was I was two hours behind everybody else was a key factor in me making sure I got up early for, for when I was hitting up NDK. But um, which I will be talking about in late and on later uh, later on tonight. Um, other than that, work has been pretty good. I got a couple of new projects I'm working on. Um, I found myself to be certified idle trash when I decided to drop money on. Love Live School Idol Project Seasons 1, Seasons 2, and the freaking movie. Yeah, well, Mako Chan, right now, I'm... Oh, I guess it's already downloaded. I, I downloaded all of the concerts. <laughs> Man. <laughs> it's 80 gigs. It's, it's freaking Blu-ray rips. So now I gotta Jesus. figure. Yeah, now I gotta figure out how the fuck am I going to get this shit on physical medium for the rest of, the, of my muse group? Okay, how? That's gonna be fun. Um, on a bit of a sad note, I had to take down my Ron Monhaf wall scroll earlier today. What happened to it? The plastic that was holding it broke. I don't know how. It just... It just did. Weird. How long have you had the thing? Um... About five years. And thanks for reminding me, Regenerator. Uh, check-ins are, 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 are live, so go ahead and check in for tonight's show. And I'm still trying to figure out why do I have all these damn flies coming into my um my 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 apartment. Uh, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks it'll be um it'll be over said and done. And Doctor T says, "Well, is that a thing? The plastic breaking? Actually, it's not. That's the first I've heard of that. So I'm going to pretty much take this time to kind of clean it up, make sure it's nice and neat." put it away next to my other wall scroll and find replacement tubes for it. And then I'll put them back up or I'll get them framed. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it might actually fit into a poster frame. Yeah. Because if that's the case, I wouldn't mind putting them back up. Because I could put them, I could, research, I could refocus and put it towards the middle of the, um, the walls. That way my... Mm -hmm. With my current setup, you can, it gets cut off partially, and then I just realized that um, Saturday I was planning to do an IKEA run, pick up some furniture, but I might be going out of town. Um, my friend Baltimore Lauren, her and her fiance are moving down to Florida, 
the following Saturday is the um is like the official party before they leave. But I have plans that weekend, which is our um retreat. So instead, I'm gonna see if I can day trip down there just as this say my well wishes. As soon as she gets back to me. Ah. <laughs> uh. That was good. All right. Um, let's see. I'm checking uh, housekeeping notes. Um, like I said, last week we didn't have an episode. We postponed um, for a special presentation of the Crystal Chronicles Live. If you want to hear that episode, just head on over to thecrystalchronicles.com. Uh, Act 39 is up for your listening pleasure. Or you can head on over to iTunes and grab a copy there. Uh, tonight's agenda, we're talking NDK and... Yeah, I'm not really at a loss for words for this, but it's some interesting things I I do want to touch up on. And if we have time, we got some other news coming down the pipe. So I say we go ahead and get on with the show. So we're going to take our first break and we'll be back. Y'all good with that? Uh I'm, I'm cool with it. All right. Awesome. We will be back.
Yeah, I actually thought that I had played that song before, but that was actually the opening to Dragon Ball Kai, Dragon Soul, so. Anywho, um, let's talk NDK. Now, as you all know, whenever I go and review a convention, unlike Ari, or maybe like Ari, I'm a lot more critical. I try not to be. I try to be as impartial as I possibly can. Yes, I do compare conventions that I go to to other cons I go to and the experience with them as well. I can see where you're coming from there. Yeah, which is why, you know, generally if I go to a con, nine times out of ten, a first-time experience at a con, first time I've ever gone to, it's generally been good. I've never really had much of an issue. Long story short, I kind of placed NDK along the lines of DerpyCon. You were not that thrilled with it? Uh, something like that. You gotta take into consideration. I'm comparing a convention that's around for that's been around for twenty years to a con that's only been around for about three. Well, you're going on personal experience, so. Well, yeah. Now let let's start. Let's now let's get the breakdown. Now, I can see what about NDK. It's one of those conventions where you know maybe you should come in on a Thursday, especially if you fly in, and which I did. I got there about 4 o'clock. Now, one thing I liked about NDK, the location of the hotel is very reminiscent of Anime Next. When Anime Next was in Secaucus. And for those who don't know, when Anime Next was in Secaucus, if you walked, if you cut through the Holiday Inn, the whole back area was full of restaurants, shops, and a movie theater. If you walked down in the other direction, past Expo Center, and made a right, there was more shopping centers and so forth. Now, Marco, remember when we went to DCC? Uh-huh. You know that strip that we walked down where all the shops were at 16th Street Mall? Yeah. Yeah. The hotel was just like two blocks up from where we stayed. Oh, nice. Yeah. So what was cool, I didn't realize, but that I could have taken the free mall shuttle from Union Station directly to the hotel. I'm following Google Maps here, and I get off three blocks prior, and I'm walking over. And I go back outside, you know, to check out the mall, and I just realize, oh, the shuttle goes right past the freaking hotel. But what I did was interesting. There was two subway shops in that area, you know, within that block. Now, one mm. thing about that mall... Yeah, you can ride the free shuttle, or you can walk it. It's not that big of a deal. Now, also, NDK does remind me of Otakon, in a way. In the aspect of when it's dark out, and you're leaving the um, convention center, and you got, like, the homeless bums asking for spare change and so forth. But here, it was more like, how you say, in the afternoon. So, it was a little bit of a touch of both. One thing I did, another positive thing that I liked about the convention, especially the hotel aspect, downstairs was a 24-hour 7-Eleven. Huh. Was it well-staffed, at least? 
Yes, it was. And it kind of reminded me of the 7-Eleven that's right out of side of the, of the BCC when you walk over to it late at night. But it wasn't so bad. So, you know, Thursday, we relaxed. Had dinner at this place called uh, the, the Yard House because they had the world's biggest um, uh, s- supply of draft beers. So I'm like, okay. The ribs were, weren't... The ribs were okay. They weren't worth calling back home for. Now, I think I should have gone to the Appaloosa Grill, but oh well. Another time. So, Thursday, you know, I go down. I figure, you know, I wonder if I can get my press badge a bit early. You know, because there are some conventions where you, where, you know, during pre-reg pickup, you can pick up your media pass early. Nope. Could not. Wait till tomorrow. Okay. No problem. I'm okay with that. So, Friday, I go down. And what happened was they weren't set up yet. So I'm just like, um, hold on a second. So what happened was they weren't ready just yet. So I had to like wait a little while longer. Now I was more worried about being stopped, you know, if I for walking around cause I didn't have a badge, but I'm, I'm thinking, well, I'm wearing my Vogue network shirt. So it should kind of denote I'm some type of press. So, you know, we'll see how that happens. So Can you just hold them? Hey, I have to go get my... I'm actually going to go get my pass now. So, uh... No, that's just it. Nobody acts. So I was happy about that. Now, in the lobby, you go down the stairs to registration. And downstairs, right next to registration, is the artist alley. Which I noticed... Was looked to be slightly bigger than the dealer's hall. Yeah, usually, the artist alley is always. Uh, usually, the dealer's room is like huge. Yeah. It, Although it's kind of, but they're kind of about the same size for more for the more you know huge conventions like Otakon. Mm-hmm. But that's that's you know just a that's just an outlier, I think. Well, it's not even that. I mean. Hell, Zenkai Con's been around for like not even that, not even ten years, and their dealer's room is bigger than Artist Alley, and it's it's all in one area. Mm-hmm. Now, on the other side of registration, you have main events, and you also had your cosplay repair station and your panel rooms, which was nice. Now, this hotel, I've probably stayed at a couple of conventions similar to this where. I think Anime Boston was one, probably. I don't remember. Might have been, I don't know. The hotel was split in two sections. You had the tower, which the side I was on, and the bridge, I believe. So in order for me to get to my room, I had to take the elevator up to the second floor, cross the sky bridge, and go up to the eighth floor. Now, sometimes, if I'm just going, if I'm trying, if I really just want to go directly to the lobby... I could take the elevator down to the concourse level, kind of walk a few feet across, and take the escalator up to the lobby. So, it, it, in a way, it did make sense. Now, you get to the dealer's hall, you had to go up to the second floor, cross the sky bridge. To your right is the dealer's hall. Now... Mm-hmm. 
like I said, it felt small to me. I'm like, there, there should have been more dealers. I don't even think I saw somebody selling t-shirts unless it was NDK merchandise. They had their own separate, um, they had their own separate, uh, booth selling merch downstairs by registration. And if you hear a noise in the background, I just turned on my air conditioner because it's gotten a little bit too hot in here. Sorry. And also, it seems we lost Mako-chan. She will be back shortly, so be patient. Be patient, one and all. Yeah, computer froze. Yeah. Things happen. Mm-hmm. So anyway, mm -hmm. as you were saying... Mm -hmm. So eventually, I did get my my badge so I then asked for a lanyard they said that oh we don't have any lanyards here's a clip was it some flimsy little clip that you, if you're worried might break off if you brush into somebody too hard probably but it was just a regular clip you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. I'm just like because uh... normally I do try to bring my own lanyard but this time I totally forgot. And it's still... Yeah, don't you usually have a Sailor Venus lanyard? Yeah, I left it behind by accident. I end up buying a lanyard, one that's... but mine says Team Mystic on it. Eh. I ain't holding it against you. Good, good, good. No need to start fighting, you know what I'm saying? Harmony for life. <laughs> At least you're not a paste eater. Wait, which ones are the paste eaters? Instinct. Oh. Yeah, we don't want to get into that pissing contest now, do we? Nope, 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 nope. The instinct memes are funny. Well, they are. I ain't gonna lie about that. Spark is still a, a team leader. He's not an idiot. No, he he's an idiot. He just happens to be a really, really smart idiot. So, idiot savant? No, he's just... He may be smart and he may be skilled. But he's also... Doesn't take anything seriously. He's about for the fun of it. He is. As opposed to... Uh, he gets very... Instinct who takes everything too seriously. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like Spark. Now, I knew there might have been an issue going on with, you know, with how things are being run with press because I sent them an email, you know, about the status of my press pass. Now, normally, when you send an application for press, you find out if you're approved or not, usually about six weeks before the convention, give or take. I did not find out I was approved until a week prior. I'm like, okay. Uh -oh. I mean, I mean, I had the money to buy a badge, but I'm just saying it would have been. I wish I had known a little bit sooner. So you know, it's no, no, no big deal. I, I'm not, I'm not gonna stress over that. So I sent in my list of people I wanted to interview. So a mass email was gonna come down the pipe about, you know, the rules and regulations, which I got. And some of the cool stuff. Now, how would you like to be able to have a meet and greet with all of the guests at a convention? 
it sounds like it'd be a lot of fun if it's the right the uh, guests I want to see. Yeah, but it's all of the guests. Yeah, that sounds like the VIP nights that some mm-hmm. uh, conventions do. Yes, uh, NDK was having something like that for the press for the press department, a meet and greet breakfast. Nice. Nice. I was like, hell yeah, son. Wait, who are the guests there? Okay, hold on. Let me pull up uh, the website real quick. Here are the guests for NDK. Shinichiro Watanabe, who I met, and he signed my art books for Cowboy Bebop. Nice. Dai Sato, who also worked on Cowboy Bebop, and he signed as well. Uh, Chris Bevins, Johnny Young Bosch, Richard Epcar, uh, Johnny's band, uh, I Shine, Dr. Alisa Friedman, Josh Grell, Clarine Harp, Roland Keltz, Lauren Landa, who recognized me with my Luigi hat, and I thought that was pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, David Matranga, uh, Chris Patton, really cool guy. Wendy Powell, who I got an interesting story about that. A quick side note about anecdote about that. Let's see who else do we have here: Rachel Robinson, Tara Sands, Jan Scott Frazier, Patrick Seitz, Ellen Stern. Sonny Strait, Alexis Tipton, Kevin McKeever, Steve Yoon, Tommy Yoon, um, Carl Martin, uh, uh, let's see, Sparkle Pipsy, Tekka. Okay. And they had um, the Denver Buddhist Temple and, and uh, Taiko Drummers, which I think is pretty cool. They kind of covered the whole gamut for that. And some of these guests we've actually interviewed on our show already. You know, I was looking forward to that breakfast, but it never happened. What do you see. mean it never happened? It, it it never happened. There was an email was never sent about an update for the. Th- it never happened. So it's like womp womp. Yeah. Oh well. Now, what was kind of surprising is that the con didn't have um a formal. So I'm like, oh, okay. That means more free time to do stuff. But I will say, there were some amazing cosplays I saw this weekend. I did um, catch a panel while I was there. Um, Sparkle Pipsy ran a panel on LED lighting and breadboards and using um, raspberry pies and stuff. And I was greatly impressed by that panel because... As I said to her when I interviewed her, I used to do this stuff, but it wasn't no, it, it wasn't no uh, bread, bo- it wasn't no um, raspberry pie or anything like that. It was just science fair kits, and the actual plate you wrote you you etched out like how you wanted to design your, your layout. You ran it in the acid, and you put your parts down, and you let it ride. That was pretty cool. That that's what the type of stuff to do I used to do. So, after later that evening, they had 
you know, it's common for conventions nowadays to have two, um, two part, two dance dances. Okay. Saturday nights was called the masker, the masquerade, and last and the Friday night was called the J-pop dance. Evident, and I went, and it was like it, it, it reminded me of Zenkai's Friday night dance when you walk in and you see like twenty people dancing, and you're just like, okay. That's what it felt like. And they were using virtual DJ to run all the music. And I'm just like, all right. Fair enough. So I did enjoy myself, to, you know, so I couldn't complain. I did enjoy myself. It was good. Now, here is something that I noticed when I got to the hotel Thursday. And I actually have one of these signs in my bag as a, like a token reminder. There is a sign that says, hold on, I'm trying to see if I put it somewhere where I can grab it easy. Uh, it's a sign that says only eight people are allowed in a hotel at, I mean, in, in the elevator at any given time. AKA, remember all the dumb shit from Anime Next last year when we were at, at the old hotel? Yep. Mm-hmm. Now... Here's what NDK did differently, as opposed to Anime Next. They actually had somebody at the elevators in the lobby. On the lobby level, the concourse level, and the second floor. Monitoring, making sure there was no more than eight people in the elevator at any given time. Same thing on the other side, on the tower side. Oh, so they had doormen. Yes. More conventions need to start doing that. Mm-hmm. Now, there is this walkway called the Sky Bridge, and they had signs all over that says, no photography between 8 a.m. and 10 p.m. And I walked through there, and I'm just like, why would anyone want to take pictures in here? I mean, I get people want to take pictures because it's nice, it's beautiful, but between 8, but it, get, it gets hot up in there. I remember walking through there around like 11 o'clock that morning, I was sweating bullets by the time I got to the other side. Pardon me. Pardon. So, Saturday, pretty much the same thing. Now, I finally get an email from press about uh, interviews. They hadn't uh, gotten a hold of Sparkle Pipsy yet, but I did have a roundtable interview with Sunny Straight at 1 p.m. on Sunday. Okay. So I go to Twitter and I message her, and we're tweeting back and forth, and we end up having the interview. Now, I'm looking at the guidebook trying to find the press room and I see it marked in guidebook and I'm walking through the hotel and I look and I walk past the room several times and I didn't realize the room was not marked in the actual hotel. You know how in the hotels like the rooms have like the little LED signs that tell you what room it is? Usually. Yeah, this one had, had the, um, the LED sign but it didn't say it was like press or anything like that so I was told you know go up to the press room and talk to the press head if I could use the room for the interview I went up there nobody was there but I still had my interview with Sparkle and it, and it was it was really fun the one question I didn't ask her was what is the origin of her of her cosplay name oh well another time 
and I believe the president had came in while I was doing the interview, but he understood, you know, I needed, you know, do this interview and so forth. I believe he came in right, right before I started. I was just at the ending of setting up. So, and I appreciate that. And I explained, you know, I was trying to find a spot to do this interview. All I needed was 15 minutes and 15 minutes was plenty. Could have gone 20, but you know, hey. And on fr also on Friday, we did our Sailor Moon um, photo shoot that we attributed to uh, Moon Angel costumes, which was really amazing. And then on Saturday, we had our second um, photo shoot. I, well, I'm not going to say it was the biggest one that they had there, but it probably was. Because all the love livers just showed up out of nowhere. And I'm just like... We're, we're right behind the Overwatch uh, group because what NDK did is what I think a lot more conventions should do. They had a, an area specifically set up just for photo shoots. And they had a registration system. Each anime game or whatever had, 30, had a 30 minute time slot. Sounds about right, you know. But I come to the conclusion that you cannot do a, a love life shoot in under 30 minutes. It's not possible. Not when you do the group shots, where you call by each character, and then by each idol group within Muse, you know? But it got really complicated anyway. No, it didn't get complicated. It's just that the time it took to, get, to gather everybody together to move back and forth, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was fun because I was blasting music from, from uh, Love Live Music while we were doing this shoot, and it was pretty cool. And I actually appreciate the fact that Sparkle Pipsy did show up for the shoot. I really appreciate that because I know she's a guest, and she had a lot of other things she had to do, you know, as part of her um, duties as a guest of NDK. So I really appreciate that she that she was able to, to come out and do this. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. Now. Let's talk Masquerade. Mm, Mako, how many Masquerades have you been to at conventions? Too many. <laughs> okay. Now, when you've gone to them, has there always been like an equal amount of skits and walk-ons, more or less? Depending on the convention, for the most part, there are more skits than walk-ons. Yep. It really all depends on the type of walk-on and whether or not they're doing whole cosplay or not. All right, Ari, same question to you. Um, I don't go to nearly as many as either of you two. I'm usually only there because uh, you want me to record them, but... yeah. I've been to a handful of them. The uh, walk-ons only, like, from what I've seen, usually only take like five minutes or so. I think. Yeah, something like that. Um... It's hard to keep track of them, honestly. And you're right, and you're absolutely right. Now, also, generally, when you do masquerades. 
the skits are always first. Then you have the walk-ons. And your walk-ons are generally your whole cosplay craftsmanship competition. Mm-hmm. This year, there was 60 walk-ons. At least 60. That's all I got. Not for nothing, but unless they're going to get out there and sing or dance or do something, there is no reason to have that many walk-ons. If you're going to have that many walk-ons, have a damn Hall cosplay. I think that was the Hall cosplay. Then it doesn't need to be on stage. No, 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 wait, you... wait, 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 wait. I got something. I got, I got confused. That was a Hall cosplay. That was craftsmanship judging, pretty much, you know. Well, I, then no, it, yeah. it that stuff does not need to be fully on stage wasting people's time. You want to get, you know, your top 12 or 15 people to showcase them, you know, your first, your second, blah, 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 blah. That's fine. You don't need your Hall cosplay walking up on stage. There's absolutely no reason for that to interrupt the masquerade. And this is as this is as nothing more than an audience member. There should be a separate time and a separate place if all you were going to do is judge a costume. Well, again, like I said, so, like with conventions, it's usually some things are usually different. Like if you're doing just hall cosplay, you don't get up on stage and do your walk on. Some conventions, that's part of hall cosplay. If you're doing craftsmanship judging, that's the walk-on as well. I'm not too sure how it was laid out. I'll have to double-check the rules. But they had a catwalk for some people to walk up and down. And it was, it was just... It, some of them had made, made a couple of comments, and that was it. Um, and they gave a couple of people microphones when they needed. But I will say this. The lighting was phenomenal. I'm talking... I didn't need to use my flash at all. All I had to do was turn the ISO up. No, actually, I didn't have to turn the ISO up. I didn't even need to fl- the. F- what they did is what what more conventions need to do: light up the stage. Nobody really cares about the about glowing and multicolored lights in the background. Just light up the stage and make it nice and bright. That way, people don't need to use their flash because I did not see a single flash go off at during the masquerade. Now, I know for a fact it really wasn't 60 uh, walk-ons, but the numbering system had gotten that hot. And then there was about four skits. I'm just like, uh... Okay... Honestly, I really wasn't fully impressed by a lot of what I saw. I'm probably going to have to go back um, and rewatch The Masquerade and see what I liked and didn't like. It, it was just... 
Honestly, there were too many walk-ons and not enough skits. Now, I'm the first one to be guilty of it, where I, half the masquerades I record, I, will, I may not even have walk-ons because of the time and how things are laid out. So, I mean, I appreciate everybody getting up on stage, but it was just too many. They could have done that masquerade in under a half hour. Again, when, I mean, there's a huge difference between walk-ons for crafts, craftsmanship, craftsmanship, chip judging. Mm-hmm. When you have the skits to back it up. Or just having, you know, I, I just think that, you know, people that go to masquerades, for the most part, are there to see skits. Pretty much, yeah. I really don't think, for the most part, anybody gives a crap about walk-on cosplay. Because, for the most part, you can't see that shit when you're in the back of the room anyway. You're probably right about that. You can't see detail. You can't see threading. You can't see the way they're stitching, you know... All of that little detail that all of the judges are looking at, the people in the audience can't see that shit anyway. There's no reason for that person to be up on stage. But there are people who do these walk-ons, they're cosplaying particular characters that people in the audience are going to lose their shit over, so... I, I don't... I, I don't... They're prim- primor- like primarily there to see all the skits. I mean, it, it, if you want to talk about that and making it a popularity contest, then isn't that what we dislike about conventions now? And about cosplayers now? Is that popularity contest aspect? I suppose so. I mean... I think that's good. And be- I mean, this, yeah. is, this is just my opinion. Right. My opinion is, you know, if you're going to do it as... You know, a bunch of walk-ons. Don't call it a masquerade. Call it a catwalk. There you go. Or a cavalcade or something. Do something like that. Because when I think of masquerade, I think of people dancing and singing and doing shit on stage. Yep. Not just walking up in costumes that I can't even see what the hell is so special about it. Unless you were right up on those costumes, you are not going to be able to see anything except the character. And not for nothing, I can walk down a hall and see a shit ton of characters. Point taken. I mean, for me as somebody in the audience, I'm there to be entertained. Are I you have not seen... entertained? I'm not entertained. Are you not entertained? We are not entertained. I mean, again, if I want to see all of these cosplays... That's what I walk around the convention to see. I go to masquerades when I do go to masquerades to see skits. And this is why I've stopped going to masquerades. Because more and more conventions are going, oh, well, we have a walk-on. Oh, well, we have a walk-on. That doesn't interest me. Yes, I enjoy the costumes. I am, you know, a huge fan of cosplay. But when I can't see the detail because I'm in the nosebleed section. You don't care. I don't care. 
Marco gives I don't no even have to be in the nosebleed section. If I'm in row five, I can't see shit on the stage. If you are not doing anything but standing there and looking pretty, that's not a masquerade to me. Okay, I'm picturing a scene, a modified scene from Spaceballs. Dark Helmet says, uh, Review the masquerade! And then they take everybody's turn and not finding anything, and Mako-chan goes, I ain't seen shit! <laughs> Is she gonna be wearing the big helmet with the, uh, it looks like an afro? Mm-hmm. In her case, it'd be a Jufro. <laughs> but I mean, again, that's my opinion. Not everybody has the same opinion. Some people, you know, enjoy the walk-ons. But in my opinion, if you're going to have that many walk-ons, when your walk-ons are 90% of your masquerade, call it a catwalk. Yeah. Let people know exactly what it is that they're getting into. And then, you know, maybe those four skits have them at, you know, either right before or right after and call that the masquerade. Catwalk followed by masquerade. Masquerade followed by catwalk. Don't just say masquerade and have it be a catwalk. Mm-hmm. And, and Sunday was like the chill down day, but I noticed, now someone had mentioned this to me, I was like, wow, you're right. Generally... Saturday is like the day that you break out the big cosplays. The ones that you want everybody to see because we know Saturday is when everybody goes out to the cons, you know? Mm -hmm. People were showing off their shit on Sunday. Probably because it was a holiday weekend. You figure probably a lot of the out-of-towners decided, hey, it's a holiday weekend, let's expand this. But remember, and they just stayed till Monday. Well, the con was only three days. Yeah, so? I don't see, you know... You're in a... Denver is a touristy town. You get done with the convention, you go, you know, you hang out in the city. Spend the night, you know, there, but you're able to, you know, enjoy the city instead of enjoying the convention. I, I think I would do that at, say, you know, um, Anime Next did their next convention in Atlantic City on a holiday. And be hell yeah, I don't have work on Monday, let's stay the extra day. Mm. Maybe. But I mean, and I'm not talking about the locals, because the locals I know all went home. I'm specifically talking about out-of-towners. Hmm. Because if I was going to stay on Sunday and not have to worry about having to pack up or anything like that, my ass would be in a costume on Sunday. I suppose so. And also, while I was talking to various people about the convention, including people I knew and, and like total strangers I took pictures of and were talking, they really were not impressed by NDK. I'm just like, wow, really? I, I, you know, it is their, I mean, I'm like, this is their 20th anniversary. How can you not be impressed? It sounds to me like the convention is trying to keep a good thing going, 
but stopped expanding itself and growing as a convention itself years ago. It's gotten complacent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you say, oh, well, you know, this worked last year, let's keep doing this, and you do that for 20 years, it's going to get stale, and it's going to get boring. Especially for those that actually go to a lot of conventions over the years and go, well, you know, this has been done. This has been done. All right. But here's here's something interesting. Now, while I was at the con, I did run into this one uh, cosplayer. She cosplayed Sylvia. She's one of those. She's a cosplayer. You know, she she's pretty. She's attractive. She she has she's physically attractive, and she shows it off. To me. That ain't a big fucking deal. I'll take your picture. I think you're awesome. We'll shoot the shit and talk and go about. So who is she cosplaying? Sylvian. She did her own take on Sylvian. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought I thought you said her name was Sylvia. No, no, no. There's a picture of her with me, her, and my other friend from the from the rave that Saturday night on my personal Facebook. Now, it seems that. She was not allowed to go into the rave because she was too underdressed. And I'm looking at the out. I'm like, how is that underdressed? And I'm thinking at the, I'm seeing girls wearing stuff a little bit less than that. And they're allowed to go in. And I'm just like, that's kind of fucked up. And she felt, she was saying, it's pretty much slut-shaming. And I'm like, you know, you're right, you know. I don't think it's fair, you know. And I said it this way. These guys are probably just mad they can't get a girl like you, which is why they're like, oh, you can't go in, her, her, you know. It's ridiculous, so. And she was one that was talking about some of the issues going on with the convention, which I'm not going to get into here. You know, it's not neither here nor there, per se. And, but in a way, it does go back to what Mako-chan and Ari was saying earlier about, about the con being complacent. Overall, I think if I didn't have like a strong group of friends going to this convention, I probably would not have had a great time as I would have. Because it all boils down to the fact that friends make the convention. I'm not really impressed with how the press department was run. I mean, I get, you know, there were some issues and hiccups here and there, but some of it, I felt that the press head wasn't on top of things as the way he should have been. Comparing it, comparing this to other conventions that have been around a lot less than NDK. I'll say this. If you are in the Denver area and you do like anime... I would day trip it, honestly. I, I, I would day trip it. But if there were any other conventions, you know, any other anime conventions in the area, I would actually go to that instead. Truthfully, I would like to go back to NDK in a couple of years and just see if things have changed some. I really would like to. I think they need to fix the logistics, you know, for Artist Alley and Dealer's Room. I'd like to see them do that. I did like the fact that they had two separate game rooms. One for just arcade gaming and one for rhythm gaming. 
pretty neat. Yeah. Usually, usually separate game rooms means video gaming and board gaming. Well, yeah. Or, or rather, video gaming and tabletop gaming. Now they also had pachinko machines, but I didn't have five bucks to play. You know, I'm just like, uh, that's okay. I, I, I'm good. Long story short, you know, NDK is a hometown convention for some. I'd enjoy it. I mean, given the issue... Oh, no. Another pro huh? is the fact that there is tons of food places nearby, so you can definitely get some cheap eats. The cons of this convention is logistics of how everything was laid out, the masquerade. I'm not really going to scope press into it because it's that's, that's more of a personal matter, you know. So I really wouldn't worry about that. If you've got a big group of friends, hit up NDK. If not, maybe you want to hit up Anime Land Wasabi instead. I don't know. But the truth is, I would love to come back in a couple of years and just see if things have changed. Think, see if things have gotten better. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase BONGO. And that's pretty much my take of NDK. If you have any more questions, by all means, ask. And looking at the time here, you think we can, think we can run through these, um, these articles real quick? Sure. Sure. All right, um, Ari, you hit the first one. <clears throat> okay. Let's see, let me bring it up. It... Ash from Pokemon is insanely strong. Oh, yes. this is, this is I... in, uh... Huh? I'm saying yes, because I've seen the meme, because you find out that, um, Ash has a six-pack underneath that shirt. Oh, yeah, because someone pulled apart one of the uh, action figures, and because that was the first thing someone thought of when, uh, Picking up a little action figure of a 10-year-old kid. Mm. <clears throat> so, and it, so anyway, this is uh, Kotaku pretty much pointing out some of the uh, artistic liberties with the, mm -hmm. a Pokemon's uh, physiality and compared to uh, the trainers it has. Let's see, there's a uh, Fletchender, which is a 16-kilogram uh, Pokemon, which he is holding on his arm like he's a falconer. Mm -hmm. Also without any kind of uh, protect protection on his arm, so... So, uh, realistically if that thing took off and it's like, pounds like, you know, like, gripped it as it was just before it was leaving, it'd probably like puncture his arm. Anyway, let's see, uh... There's a screen cap of him picking up a pig knight, which is, uh, 55 kilograms or 122 pounds. Uh, Larvitar, which is 72 kilograms or 158 pounds. And uh, Hippopotas and Pikachu, which are 40, about 50 kilograms and 6 kilograms apiece. And then, yeah, multiple times he's actually seen with the Hippopotas on the back of his neck. So just imagine, like, think, like, think of any, like, pro wrestlers had, like, neck issues and how they've had, like, like surgically, like, repaired and all those, like, all those vertebrae like, kind of fused together almost. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And here we go. Um, Serena with her Sylveon, which is uh, about 52 kilograms on her arm. 
and see ya. Pan Cham and Fennekin, which are about nine and a half, like eight and nine and a half kilograms apiece, to 17 and 21 pounds. And even little Bonnie, who's like, I think seven or eight years old, is holding a five pound Pokemon in her little thing in her hands. So, yeah, they take, like, the physics of the anime are kind of played fast and loose. Uh-huh. And it just felt like saying, like, oh, wow, this is still a thing. So, yeah, a lot of, like, yeah, if you looked at some of the descriptions of the Pokemon and the Pokedex and compared it to, like, a normal person, you would, you'd be really surprised. Because the, their depictions of the anime has, like, screwed up everyone's perception of them. I believe it. So, yeah, there's that. See, at this point, I just want them to come out with a shirt, you know, that shows Ash just lifting weights. Like, do you even Pokemon, bro? And just go into DeviantArt and, like, search for older, like, like older versions of them. See how many, uh, see how many pictures you come up with him, you know, fucking jacked. God. <laughs> just be warned, you'll have to wade through tons and tons of crap to get there. I believe it. Alright, so what's next? Um... The Rock Tom. Band does goes on indefinite hiatus. I read this wrong when I first looked at the title and I was thinking, like, Rock Band isn't a game. It's like, hey, Rock Band does go on indefinite hi hiatus. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. I see what you did there. Sneaky, sneaky. All right, I'm sorry, Mark. So, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, the three-member rock band does announced on Sunday that it is going on indefinite hiatus. Uh, you may have heard them perform theme songs for Gintama, Naruto Shippuden, and Space Brothers. Uh, the band's 10th anniversary show on September 18th... Um, it will be the final live event before the hiatus. While the duration of the hiatus is indefinite, members assured fans that the band is not breaking up. The lead vocalist commented that he wants to try pursuing a, co a solo career so that he has the chance to produce his own music. Hmm. The bassist mentioned that the hiatus will be a chance to continue the individual members' musical careers. The drummer remarks that he's looking forward to being able to produce mu music at his own pace during the hiatus. So while the band apologizes for it, they thank their fans for their support. Alright. I can't get mad at them about that. No, everybody's uh, able to do their own thing. And as long as all the band members agree with it, then... You know, it's not horrible. True that. I just figured that was for the best. Right? I think so. 
Yeah, I mean, every once in a while, everybody wants a break. They get burned out. Mm-hmm. They gotta step away before it becomes not fun anymore. At least that's how I see it. So, uh, who's taking the next one? Um, looks like it's back at me, because another story about a hiatus. It's, this time it's uh, voice actress Risa Taneda. She's taking a hiatus due to, for medical treatment. She is suffering from an unspecified illness that her voice acting agency office, Osawa, has said. They did not go into detail what it is. They, it seems that she was receiving treatment before the announcement, but since she showed no signs of recovery, she is taking time off to refocus on her health. She has worked on uh, Say I Love You, Orishura, Yushiyushi, no, Yushu. Yushiki, High School DxD, Alderman in the Sky, Strike the Blood 2, uh, .www.working, Aokana, and Food Wars, Shogeki no Shoma, and she is Irina Nakiri. So, hopefully she does make a strong recovery soon. And looks like the feed dropped for a split second, and we're back online. Okay, good. Alright, um, or you take this one, because we all know Mako-chan wants the last one. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Air Agency announced on August 8th that voice actor Keiji Fujiwara, who plays Hiroshi Nohara in Crayon Shin-chan, will be taking a break to recover from an unspecified illness. What is it with hiatuses this week? Hiatuses. In response to surprise and concerned fans... Fujiwara posted the following message on the Air Agency Twitter page. It said, I am thankful for the support of those who have allowed me to take leave for medical reasons. From the bottom of my heart, I am thankful. I am filled with energy from the beautiful thoughts overflowing with color from people across the world who became aware that I was on leave and for and from the feeling of having many people to talk about. I will tweet again. Truly, truly, thank you. Fujiwara will be temporarily replaced by voice actor... Toshiyuki Murakawa, beginning with the episode that aired on August 26th. Murakawa has previously voiced Sephiroth in Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, Naraku in Inuyasha, and Kyosuke Munakata in Danganronpa III, the end of Hope's Peak High School future arc. Fans on Twitter commented on a change, saying the voice is different and hasn't the voice changed. Some, some also praised Murakawa's voice acting ability, saying things like, it feels less out of place than I thought it would. Mm. He's also played Hans in Attack on Titan, Shiro Fujimoto in Blue Exorcist, the Oreo in Hunter Cross Hunter, Maze Hughes in Full Metal Alchemist, Koichi Kizakura in Danganronpa 3, and Axel in the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, maybe like, hopefully he'll be back to work soon, and Definitely. this won't be as, nearly as bad as everyone thinks as anyone thinks it is. Alright, Mako-chan. 
Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, Build-A-Bear decided to bring in a new Pokemon um, plush. While they were bringing in the new Pokemon plush, they decided to re-release Pikachu. And while, yeah, and while Pikachu can still be found in stores, the new one cannot. So on September 1st, uh, Eevee was slated to be launched. Uh, it was supposed to make it into stores on September 2nd. Uh, the online sales for Eevee started, I believe, August 30th or maybe August 29th. I don't remember. And the online sales for Eevee sold out within, I believe, 30 minutes of being launched. I went the day that Eevee was released in stores. I was there before 5 o'clock because I had work. And Eevee was already sold out in every store in New Jersey. Damn. Holy shit. They are not expecting Eevee to be back in stores until next month. They did not give an exact time, but uh, just know that supply is definitely not as great as demand for this one. Yeah. That's not good. No, no. People went absolutely batshit. They ran out of Eevee. They ran out of the hoodies that were um, being sold as add-ons. And, yeah. Oh, uh, fair warning. The feed did drop, so my apology on that. Uh, when it kind of did lay crash, but we're back up and running, so we're going to keep it going. So, yeah, I didn't get my Eevee. Well... Unless you want, unless you want to spend an arm and a leg on um on eBay. No. no. No eBay. I, I I can wait to get the Build a Bear Eevee. I also kind of want the Eevee that sits in your lap and types with you. <laughs> oh God, you would. I I I really really like Eevee. <laughs> anyway. Oh Mako Chan, what are we going to do with you? Get me Eevee. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, anywho, um, where is my track? Here we go. Oh, there we go. Oh, auditions back on track now. So, anywho. Auditions back up and running. The show is being recorded. The open forum topic we're talking about, which is panels. The Skype line is open, so that's going to be closing soon. If you want to get in on this, go right ahead. Uh, you have two minutes. So pretty much we're saying uh, panels at conventions that are not needed, and we are all in agreement that panels about how to avoid drama is not needed. If you want to know how to avoid drama at a panel, when you hear somebody running their mouth talking shit, go the other direction. I mean, it's okay to kind of gossip between you and your friends, but when that gossip gets really loud, then no, that's... No. No. Sometimes I wonder, you know, about... They, they have panels on, so this is your first convention. What to do? I don't know. I, I think that's a hit or miss for me. 
Like, see, go. I don't mind those panels, but I think when those panels and, and I, you have to blame the convention um, timing for this. When those panels are on Sundays or Saturday nights, that kind of defeats the purpose of what to do at your first convention. Mm-hmm. Those should be like your Friday afternoon panels. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, fan panels can be a little bit dangerous. It's one thing to have a fan panel and you're talking about your favorite series, as opposed to having a fan panel where you're pretty much shitting on the fandom or basically shitting on particular characters and arguing over OTPs, you know? Yeah, those are never fun. Yeah, it's like when I used to run my Ron One Half Fandom Forever panels, you know? I just talked about the series as a whole. I just never really got into the fandom or anything like that. And I may be bringing that panel back soon. Woohoo! That'll be fun. You're, you're, like, you're, so you're just, like, summarizing events of the uh, anime? Yeah, pretty much, you know... Yeah, I'm just going to summarize the series and other things throughout, the, throughout, throughout it. It'll be kind of fun. Yeah, yeah because... Yeah, You've seen, you know, people who will get you know, arguments over which which people they want hooking up with other different people, mm. and you know, the more serious devotees will get it you know, people's throats with one another. Ichigogami suggested a panel on how to launder and wash your costumes and cosplays. How about a panel on how to wash your ass at a convention? <laughs> Besides, I already know how to take care of my cosplays. They go to the cleaners. Yeah, but some stuff you can't take to the cleaners, and some people don't have that type of money to go to the cleaners, so you gotta hand wash it. And as Ichigo says, dry clean can ruin stuff. Mm-hmm. The only thing I take to the dry cleaners are my white pants, and that's basically it. Alright, so now we're gonna go ahead and get into the fun part of the show. Strange news from Japan. Take it away, Mako-chan. Oh, I'm doing the first one? Okay. Sure. Okie dokie. As soon as it loads. Um, police in Tokyo arrested a 29-year-old man on suspicion of extortion after he threatened a woman whom he met through a matchmaking site and demanded she give him money. What? Yep. Pleasant. According to the police, the incident occurred on August 14th the suspect, whose occupation and address are unknown, and the 29-year-old woman came into contact with each other through an online dating site in June and agreed to meet at a hotel in Tokyo's uh, Suganami Ward. Because, you know, you, you meet somebody for the first time at a hotel. Uh, hotel uh, bar, maybe. Yeah. Uh, police said that the man passed him off, uh, passed himself off as the president of an investment company when he corresponded with the woman. However, when they met, he threatened her, saying that his father was a member of uh, the Yamaguchi crime uh, crime syndicate. He also filmed her naked. After that, police said that he demanded that she come with him in a taxi where he made her hand over her purse, which contained about 20,000 yen and some credit cards. Uh, the police said that he has pleaded not guilty um, and that he is suspected of extorting money from several other women under similar circumstances. 
so good on you, guy. What a charmer. Yeah. How quaint. Also, 20,000 yen, that's like, what, 200 bucks? Give or take. And again, I say, if you were meeting somebody offline for your, you know, for your first meeting at a hotel, which I'm guessing was a love hotel, why? <laughs> Not for nothing, but at least go out to dinner first. Hey! What? I'm serious. Nothing, nothing. No, 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 no. I, no. I just wasn't expecting you to say that. I am very much for actually getting to know somebody in person before doing anything like that because people are completely different online. Mm -hmm. And if she would have met him at a hotel, like at a restaurant instead of at a hotel and actually sat and chatted with him, she might have noticed, hey, he's acting like a douche. Maybe I don't want to go to the hotel with him and be alone with him. Just a thought. Uh-huh. Maybe she was just that desperate to have some companionship. There are things to take care of that. And I'm not talking about machines. I'm talking about, you know, people that you can pay instead of getting extorted out of all of your money. Just lose it the right way. <laughs> well now. <laughs> Anywho. Mama, you want to take the next, yes. next oh. one? Because I wanted the last one. Alright. Tokyo Ward official beats taxi driver for not going the way he told him to. Oh, God. This happened in Tokyo. Police in the Tokyo in Tokyo have arrested a Minato Ward assemblyman on suspicion of beating a taxi driver. The suspect, Daisuke Akasaka, has admitted to the crime because he lost his temper because the driver would not go the way he told him to, as reported by Fuji TV. According to the police, the incident occurred around midnight on July 14th. Akasaka said he had been drinking before he got into the taxi. Are really? We? That's a shocker. I know, right? A quarrel had erupted between the assemblyman and the taxi driver over the route the driver had taken. After paying the fare, Akasaka got out and kicked the car. When the driver got out, Akasaka began beating him. The cops say the driver suffered minor neck injuries in the altercation. Still better than taking a cab in New York City. Probably. Uber drivers usually don't require a fight to the death. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and for the last one, Tokyo is getting a sports bar style restaurant where diners can watch video game contests. Oh boy. Square Enix has made quite a name for itself as a developer and publisher of such long running video game series as Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest. <clears throat> this fall, though, the company will be making something else in Tokyo's Ikebukuro neighborhood. Lunches and di dinners as part of a new restaurant open its opening. To be called Storia, the restaurant looks to be a casual, stylish place to sh stop in for a bite to eat or a refreshing drink, and the teaser site gives us its concept as a theater cafe and dining. 
It's not movies I'll be shown on num numerous monitors inside the establishment, though, but video game gameplay and related videos. The viewing lineup won't be just Square Enix properties either, as story plans to feature games from other publishers. While it's an unconventional idea for a restaurant, it has parallels to ventures that are a proven success. Sports bars attract plenty of, of patrons who enjoy contests from the perspective of a pure spectator, and with competitive gaming steadily gaining in popularity, Square Enix says it wants to create a place where patrons can enjoy esports in the same manner as their physical counterparts. Special events will be held on the in-restaurant stage, and since Square Enix knows a thing or two about creating a great dining experience, Story just may have a shot at success when after it opens on October 5th. That sounds like it would be fun. Yeah. Like, like two for one you calls when you really like when we're reliving, reliving your favorite Evo moments. <laughs> like, take a shot for every kick that Daigo parries. And a, yeah, that's. Sorry, I like, lost myself for there for a second. <laughs> it's okay, man. Alright, normally this is the part where, you know, we would take our final break and wrap things up. But, playing music would cause, um, Winamp to crash. So I'm going to edit in the music later, and we're going to actually go and pretty much wrap things up.
what you heard tell a friend and turn with another friend and so on and so forth we're independent bloggers we're independent podcasters we do this for the fun of it so if you have any questions about the show drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com again that's podcast at animejamsession.com we're here to believe you 
check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post all of our convention reports, anime reviews, cosplayer interviews, links to our photos and videos, and so much more. And if you have issues getting to our getting to our podcast on our website, you can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, and TuneIn Radio, and Google Play. Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash TV, where we talk about, where we not talk about, but we post all of our uh, convention interviews, uh, masquerades, and all the other cool stuff. So definitely go and check that out. If you want to interact with us on YouTube, you can find me at youtube.com slash Ari is at Ari22682, and you can find Mako-chan over at Jupluna. Twitter.com slash session. That is our official Twitter page for updates on our podcast, website, and other cool stuff you might want to be in a know for. So you definitely want to follow us there. If you have any questions, I mean, not questions, but if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find me at Twitter.com slash mess. Ari is at the Ari Man. And you can find Mako-chan over at Jovidea. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. I'd like to say to all of our fans out there, thank you so much for listening and supporting us. Um, as long as you continue to like the page and like this, the content we post up there, we're going to continue to give right back to you. You know, that's what we're all about. And if you want to interact with us on Facebook, you can find me at Facebook.com slash Mess or that Mess guy. You can find uh, Ari over at Ari Rockefeller and Mako Chan is over at Makoto Mako Chan Kino. And we're here on the Vlog Network twice um, twice a week, live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with a pre-show at 9.15, and encore presentations at 2 p.m. Thursday, Eastern Standard Time for both. But we're not the only geek podcast on this network. You definitely want to check out the Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, The Bobby Blackwolf Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wow, Ranger Pride, Game Bowie, Guys on the Show, and I believe also Pokestop Podcast. I don't think that's on the VOG Network, but you can definitely check it out on VOG Network. I'm going to go around the room. Last words, Mako. I'm going to go to sleep soon. Okay. Ar- <laughs> Ari. I will have the Oticon review up within either today or tomorrow. See, this week uh, we'll have another anime review from Rose, and there is a thing of Cherry Garcia ice cream with my name on it in the freezer. Not that, a fan. Hmm? Not a fan. It's actually really good. It's a lot better than what I thought it was. Alright, that's it. We're going to get on out of here. Um, in a couple of weeks we will have our retreat, so our... our uh, Staff, pod, staff podcast retreat so you definitely, you'll be hearing about some of those shenanigans somewhere down the line other than that all's good and good is all and uh yeah that's it so I'm Ranma I'm Ari and I'm Makachan great fight great night see you next week good night everybody night say good night Makachan good night Makachan you would take advantage of that. Yep. Alright. Again, because the issues with Winamp, no final song in night, so good night, everybody. Good night. This 
podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs>